The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Things have gotten even worse for Tex MacGyver. Prosecutors are now saying Tex MacGyver intentionally pulled the trigger, killing his wife, Diane. MacGyver says he was sitting in the backseat of a car holding a pistol when it accidentally went off and shot his wife. According to the indictment, MacGyver told Danny Jo Carter, the woman who was driving the couple that night, to tell the police that she wasn't there. The indictment also says that MacGyver told his spokesperson he was holding a gun that night because he was afraid of Black Lives Matter protests. This is Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Prosecutors believe Diane MacIver had a secret updated will that Tex MacIver is hiding. They also believe that secret will might provide evidence of motive in her death. There's no financial motive, there's no jealousy, there's absolutely no motive. She is dead. She was beautiful, educated, had closets and closets of clothes and shoes and bags from all over the world. I mean, I'm embarrassed just sitting here in my same old running shorts. Well, they're actually knee tights. My tennis shoes and my brave shirt. This woman 
was absolutely stunning in every way. Not only that, she was a businesswoman without compare because she ran an incredible business, very successful, no idiot by any stretch, and she's dead. What happened? Well, according to her husband, a prominent lawyer, he fell asleep in the back seat as they were driving home and, whoops, pulled the trigger and shot her in the back. Am I supposed to actually believe that? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. With me is renowned defense attorney Renee Rockwell in court when that husband, the lawyer, Tex McIver, showed up to plead not guilty. Hey, Renee, it didn't really help when he had that fancy garage sale, or as the rich people call it, what was it, a consignment by invitation only, i.e. a garage sale for all of his wife's stuff. She was barely cold in the grave. He raised over a million dollars for that sale, as I understand. Raised a million dollars for the sale. Oh, what did he do with the with the money? I would imagine, Nancy, that he is spending it on this fabulous defense team. You know, ex-judge William Hill is one of the players on his defense team. Oh, yeah. You just had to get to me at the very beginning because I practiced with, along with Bill Hill when he was in the AG's office, and I practiced in front of him when he became a judge. And out of that whole defense team, that defense team McIver has assembled, he is the one that could pull this out, not only... Is he an incredible legal scholar? He has a way with people. You know, he just he just gets it. So he's the one that should strike fear in the hearts of the prosecution. But, Renee, this is one of the reasons you're so good. You successfully dodged what I brought up, the garage sale of all of his wife's stuff before she was even cold in the grave. And you seem to make it seem like it's okay because he raised a million dollars. That doesn't really help anything, Renee, that he made a million dollars off of his dead wife's handbags. Nancy, it's certainly not anything they're going to be able to use against him in a murder case. I'd use it. I would totally use it to show frame of mind. Well, you would use everything. Yeah, you darn right I'd use everything. You got one swing at the ball, one bite of the apple. Yeah, I'd go into what you call overkill because I would want the truth to come out in front of this jury. You don't get a do-over. Well, you know what? Hold on. I'll, I'll get into all that in a moment. But first, Renee, you were in court at the time of the not guilty plea. Tell me everything. Don't leave anything out. Obviously, he pled not guilty. But the important part of yesterday's hearing is he has been in jail now for 42 day, 43 days today. He was out on bond, and his bond was revoked. His bond was revoked because condition of his bond was that he surrender all firearms. Now, you well know, Nancy, that the district attorney's office, not the police department, but the district attorney's office decided to execute another search warrant at his home presumably looking for another will. I think the state, Nancy, is still looking for a motive for the death. But Wait, why do they have to look for a motive? 
Why do they need a motive? A, the state doesn't have to prove a motive, although you're right, juries like to hear why. But what about all that money? She was the money bag. She was the money bag, but presumably he's using it along with her. But back to the search warrant, Nancy, she has a, um, he has an assistant that's helping the investigators walk through his house. By the way, this, this uh, uh, residence is catty corner from where I live, Nancy. You pass by it any time you come to, to my home. As the assistant is walking through the home, assisting the investigators from the district attorney's office to look through the home for presumably papers, possibly another will where, wherein she may have changed her will, they go in his sock drawer, and what is in the sock drawer? A firearm. And based on that, they freeze the scene, go and get another search warrant, because the search warrant, the initial search warrant is for papers. The second search warrant is for a firearm, and based on them viewing that firearm in the sock drawer, Nancy, his bond was revoked. Yesterday's hearing was so that he could get back out on bond. Um, Judge McBurney has not decided that yet. He's taken it under advisement, but that was the plan of the dream team yesterday to get hit the client back and fight the case from the streets instead of 901 Rice Street, whoa, 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 the Fulton whoa, whoa. County Jail. Hold on, hold on, okay. Wait, wait. The street. Fight from the street. I mean, you make it sound like we're, you know, uh, uh, fighting World War Two on the at Normandy. The street, my rear end. He lives in an exclusive high rise. You couldn't have more luxury if you wanted it. So that that's not exactly the mean streets of Buckhead. Ah, uh-uh. don't don't start up with me about him fighting from the street. And I tell you another thing. If he were not a rich, white member of the Atlanta Bar, okay, this would not even, we wouldn't even be talking about him getting back out on bond. He was out on bond, which he should not have been to start with. That That's my two cents that nobody asked. But he got out on bond. Then he was caught with another gun. I mean, how many guns does this guy have? I mean, he killed his wife with a gun. Now he's caught with another gun after they've confiscated all his guns. So why should I even entertain him getting back out on bond? But somehow they got another hearing on him getting back on bond. And I imagine the judge didn't rule immediately because they want to hush, hush, hush it. And that at some point down the road in a couple of weeks when nobody's watching, they'll let him back out on bond. So don't worry about that. He'll be back up in his plush man cave in no time. Yeah, I'm watching. you darn right I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in our country. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the very highest standards for ingredients. Now, Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S. And because of that, seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. 
Upcoming meals. Listen to this. Warm smoked trout and asparagus salad with fingerling potatoes and garlic croutons. Mmm. Peach honey glazed chicken, mashed sweet potatoes, collard greens, and Thai basil. Whoa. I'm on it. Can we get back to what matters? The not guilty plea. Back to the courtroom. So they come in, and what happens? Nancy. Yes. This, as you know, for any defendant, is the most important thing. Just get me out on bond. Get me out on bond. And I'll say one thing if you want to leave this point. I want to say one thing. Robert McBurney, the judge in this case, is not worried about him fleeing. Flight was not a concern with him. He doesn't think he's going to run, doesn't think he's going to take the money and go to some, some location where he can't, be, um, he can't be apprehended and brought back for trial. That is not the problem. The problem is the issues that the judge wants addressed are safety, and whether or not he's trying to influence or intimidate any witness. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad. He's already tried to tamper with witnesses, according to the documents. That's the case. But there's one thing that is going to be appropriately discussed at the time of the trial, whether he was trying to intimidate a witness, whether he was trying to make them change he, uh, their minds on what their testimony was or whether or not he was suggesting what actually happened, Nancy. Oh, you mean when he said, will you please quit giving statements that indicate I'm guilty? That 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 one? Will you please quit talking about what happened that night? Can you not say that anymore? You mean those statements? Exactly, Nancy. Renee, what exactly is is alleged that he did to try and influence witnesses. Exactly. I don't want to misrepresent anything because I am not looking at the exact report and the statements, but it does have something to do with whether or not they've told their story once to the police, and then there may have been some communication between MacGyver and these witnesses before they went back to be re-questioned. So... I'll leave it at that. Alan? He allegedly made phone calls to witnesses from jail. And, of course, we all know that uh, telephone calls in jail are recorded, and so a lawyer should know that. Obviously. Let's get right down to it. In court, the assistant DA, who is also a longtime friend of both Renee and myself, that I actually trained when he came to the DA's office, Clint Rucker, is a fine, fine prosecutor. He said in court, as Allen just reported, three recent phone calls were recorded from jail. In one, he speaks about providing a car to a potential witness. And in another phone call, soliciting a favor from a judge. (laughs) As Rucker points out, quote, He's a very smart man. He's very well connected. He has financial resources to reach out to people who can have influence over what happens to him. McIver is the former Republican donor and vice chairman of the State Board of Elections. Accusations were made during the arraignment on charges that he shot his wife, Diane McIver, while they were driving near Piedmont Park. He has pled not guilty. But there were 
other issues that happened regarding tampering with or influencing witnesses. When he was out before his bond was revoked and he was still out, he was making phone calls and stating to witnesses to stop talking, to stop talking because they were making him look guilty. Renee, Renee, that is tampering with a witness. To tell somebody to stop talking? I don't know about that, Nancy. Stop gossiping, stop doing this, stop doing that. If he is calling somebody and telling and intimidating somebody and saying, I need you to say X instead of Y or Z, and, and presumably X is not the truth, then, then that's one thing. But if he says, stop talking about me, you're making me look guilty, I don't know that that rises to the level of, an, of, of a criminal offense. Okay, you know what? I agree with you on that. More troubling is, according to the charging documents, Tex MacGyver, the defendant, instructed Patricia Danny Joe Carter, the woman who was driving the car that night, he instructed her, according to the documents, to tell police she was not there at the time of the shooting. That is in the charging documents. Now, that will be a simple matter of putting the witness, Danny Joe Carter, on the stand. Presumably, she will say what she told police. He said that is going to be tampering with a witness. Now, less than two weeks later, October 6, the indictment itself states, McIver leaves a voicemail with Danny Joe Carter's husband, Thomas, asking him to stop his wife from, quote, communicating her recollection of the facts and circumstances of the death of Diane McIver to law enforcement because those statements place the defendant at risk of immediate incarceration. Then he asked Thomas Carter to delete the voicemail. He also, according to the indictment, asked the spokesperson, Bill Crane, to retract a statement he had made to the media, Renee, and that statement had to do with him claiming he opened fire, pulled out the gun because he was afraid of Black Lives Matters, and the gun went off when they hit a bump. Okay, so he asked Crane to retract that after he had already told Crane that's what happened. So, what do you think about those? Is there a way around those statements? Nancy, there's an even more unusual one, and only someone like MacGyver could pull this one off. According to Rucker, the prosecutor, MacGyver called from jail, called Ann Schwal. She's the ex-wife of a Fulton County Superior Court Judge, Craig Schwal. They happen to be the godparents of MacGyver's child, and suggested that she call her ex-husband Quote, all he needs to do is make a phone call. I can be out of here the next day. In other words, he was reaching out to this judge friend to help him get bond. And the lawyer for MacGyver explained that he was not influencing. He was, quote, just venting during that phone call. Just venting, not tampering. Oh, Renee, I didn't I did not know Alan just told me something new. You and I both okay, let me tell you a funny story. Okay. Renee, do you remember when you and I 
of course, this was not on the same case because I would never, ever try a case against you because we're, you know, best friends from way back. So <laughs> you and I were in Judge Wofford's chambers and his secretary, his assistant had a hot plate and which they later caught the chambers on fire with, I think. But long story short, we were having their famous Russian tea. Translation, Lipton instant tea with tang or something. And I don't know what that was, but we would drink it and sit back there and talk, waiting for court to start. Do you remember all those times we sat back there? Okay, do you remember, Renee? Of course. <laughs> and we were back there talking you and I about Judge Wofford insisted on driving to court every morning and he'd drive his truck up on the sidewalk. He couldn't see a thing. Now, do you remember the time? He had to be, I, I guess, 85 years old. He tried to kiss me on the cheek and he missed and kissed me on the knee, the kneecap. <laughs> do you remember that, Renee? <laughs> I remember the kneecap. Oh, my stars. <laughs> Okay, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, that so the way that happened was, <laughs> okay, I was sitting beside him. He was at his desk. Of course, we didn't have any cases in front of him. He was a retired judge, and occasionally he would come in and, and accept guilty pleas that had been negotiated if another judge was, you know, in the middle of a jury trial. And I was, <laughs> I was sitting right beside him. We were both seated, and he leaned over to kiss me on the cheek and missed and hit the kneecap. And he kissed it. I don't ever even know if he knew it was my kneecap or if he thought it was my... I don't know what he thought. Anyway, long story short, that is when I first met, now, Judge Craig Schwal. Schwal was... I don't know what his position was then. He was not a judge, but he was in the courthouse all the time. He's a very good lawyer. And... um I remember one day he came into Judge Waffer's chambers, and I met him for the first time. Very likable, very smart, great guy. Now he's a judge, and now he's gotten dragged into all this. And let me make it clear, he had nothing to do with Judge Waffer kissing me on the knee. That was a whole nother incident. I just happened to be in Waffer's chambers the day I met Craig Schwal. Do you remember him as a practicing lawyer, Renee? I absolutely do, and also his father, very prominent attorneys, both in their own right. Now, still, his father still practices. And since you're mentioning Judge Schwal, I will say this, Nancy, that Robert McBurney said after the hearing or, or at the conclusion of the hearing, he said, I want it very clear that Craig Schwal has not called me, has not mentioned anything to me, has not alluded. There, there has been, in other words, Nancy, no innuendo from Judge Schwal to Judge McBurney to let MacGyver out on bond. You know, another thing about Schwal and McBurney, I've never heard a bad thing about either exactly. one of them. I've never heard McBurney was partial to one side or the other. What What's McBurney's background? Is he a former prosecutor or a former defense lawyer what what is he what's his background McBurney Nancy McBurney's background is he was a district attorney in the same office where you prosecuted Fulton County District Attorney's office then he went on to be a federal prosecutor for several years 
and and was a was a high ranking prosecutor and has now uh become a member of the Fulton County Superior Court bench. A couple of doors down from Judge Schwab. Well then he is no he is no idiot. He's no idiot, neither is Schwal. Okay, so bottom line, it's like pulling a tooth with Renee Rockwell. You know, I'm just a JD. I'm not a DDS. I'm not a dentist. I think what she's saying is there are a lot of issues at trial, and this is just the beginning. Okay, Renee Rockwell, friend and opponent, thank you for being with us. I'm Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy.